Studio, broadcasting from the Martin Studio today. I'm Darren Hefty, along with my brother, Brian. Our topic of the show today is going to be higher-yielding corn. And there are a lot of things that go into raising your best crop, whether you're raising corn or something else. Uh, today we'll focus on corn, but many of the same tips could be used in just about any If you have an agronomic question, it's 844-44-AG-PHD. Or you can always send us an email, radio at agphd.com. When it comes to raising higher-yielding corn, this is something Brian and I know firsthand. We're working on this all the time on our farm. And no matter where you're at, there are some different challenges. And we certainly don't farm in, uh, <laughs> in a garden. We have dry land farming. We don't have irrigation. We've got limited topsoil. It's not super deep. We have some extreme temperatures uh, farming in the prairie. Sometimes it gets really hot. Sometimes it gets cold. Sometimes we have lots of humidity. Sometimes we don't have much. There, there are just a lot of things out there. And, of course, we have weeds and insects and diseases and other things to fight. Uh, of all those things, Brian, uh, where do you think when it comes to raising higher-yielding corn compared to what we were doing 10 years ago, 20 years ago, what are the biggest changes we've made? Well, the two biggest changes, number one, drain tile, number two, fertility. Let's start with the drain tile. If you have poor drainage, you've got to get that addressed because anything you invest in on the farm is not going to pay off nearly as well if you have poor drainage as opposed to when you have good drainage. The other thing is when we talk just about overall soil health, that's really important. But you can't have great soil health if your ground's flooded half the time. And I'm not talking about above ground water. I'm talking about below ground water. Flooded below ground. If your water table is high, that's what's hurting your crop. That's what's hurting your roots, your microbes, everything. That's bad news. So once we got tile into every one of our fields, our yields went up dramatically. Number two, fertility. This is absolutely huge. We spend so much time talking uh, about fertility. So I'm, I'm actually in Missouri today. I just did a meeting down in Sykeston, Missouri, and I spent an hour probably talking about soil fertility and just the importance of it. But here's what I want you to think about. If you want higher yields, regardless of the weather, because almost every farmer I ever talk to, I'll say, okay, what's your number one yield limiting factor? And I always hear rainfall. Like, oh my gosh, if that's what you believe, you're wrong. It's not your number one yield limiting factor. Is it important? Of course it is. But my point is, if you don't get great rain, you can still have a good crop. Think about your own farm, for example. Think about the yield variance on your own farm. Corn, beans, wheat, I don't care what crop we're talking about. Well, I mean... Even within a field, if the yield varies within a field, yet that field all had the same rainfall, can't tell me now that rainfall is your yield limiting factor. It's something else. On our example, um, even close, I mean, for any other nutrient, we had to get our K levels up and not just up a little bit, like way up. Our average piece of ground was probably 
700 pounds short of potash, maybe 900. Just ridiculous. Might have even been over 1,000. I, I don't know. All I know is it was horrible. Horrible. You've got to look at your base saturation potassium percentage. If that's not above 4%, you got to make a change. And if you got super light soil, you can have high base saturation K, but you might not have enough pounds or parts per million out there. you got to keep supplementing in addition to that. But anyway, I'll say this. If your nutrients are balanced and you have a good amount of every nutrient, your crop is going to use less water. That is a fact. And the reason why is because if your crop starts to run short on any one nutrient, it will start pulling more water in. So even if it doesn't need the water, it's pulling more water in because that's how the nutrients get in. So this is why it's so unbelievably important. If you farm in a dry area or you're worried about drought, you've got to get your fertility levels up. And I'm not just talking about N, P, and K. Look at the micros as well. We've been able to see an absolute correlation to yield with every single micronutrient we have on our farm. That's not saying I have to have ridiculously high levels. I might only need a few dollars worth of a certain micronutrient. But if I don't have it, I don't have my maximum yield. And then we go around blaming the weather. It's like, I can't blame the weather for that. That's my own fault. So the most powerful thing we've probably ever done on our farm is matched up soil test grid points to yield. And because of that, now I can see absolutely which nutrients are paying, how much I need, how much it affects yield, what my ratios are even, like phosphorus to copper and phosphorus to zinc. Uh, Stuff like that is incredibly important. So if you don't know those things, I'd say that's probably where you need to invest your time and efforts because fertility is so huge. So I would attribute most of our yield gain to that. And yes, the tile thing has been big, but I, I think personally more of our yield gain is because we're now doing a much better job on fertility than we did 15 or 20 years ago. Well, and thank goodness for that, too, because fertility has gotten really expensive. And even if you're putting on manure and you say, well, I'm not spending that much money, I'm using manure, it's a huge input that you're putting into your crops. Managing it better can make you so much money, it's crazy, and it can save you a lot of money as well. So we're going to talk about some more tips for raising high-yielding corn Uh, as we go on today's Ag PhD radio show. Stay tuned. This is Mike. Hey. He's getting a quick haircut at the local barber school. It's only five bucks. How bad can it? Yikes. Don't be like Mike when it comes to weed control. Get the job done right the first time and plan ahead with Status Herbicide. It delivers elite corn safety and reliable performance, so you don't have to deal with more problems than you bargained for. No, 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 no. Status Herbicide from BASF. Always read and follow label directions. 
Did you know soybean diseases like white mold and sudden death syndrome can survive in your soil even after rotating crops? Prevention of these diseases is a constant battle and yield loss from an infection can be devastating. The right management plan makes all the difference. Keep your beans safe with Heads Up Seed Treatment. Heads Up guards your seed from both white mold and SDS. Stay protected and profitable by asking your seed dealer for Heads Up. Learn more at headsupst.com. It takes balance to be successful in farming because what you get out of it depends on what you put in. And Corteva AgriScience gets that. Introducing Nutrition and Nutrient Efficiency Optimizer, a biological product that naturally captures nitrogen from the air. It's a sustainable way to add balance to your traditional nitrogen methods and maximize your yield potential. Embrace a balanced approach to nitrogen management this season by visiting Corteva.us. Are you combining around weed patches, waiting for weeds to dry down, or tired of spring burndown failures? Save time, nutrients, and moisture by including a Valor herbicide brand in your fall burndown program. Valor provides excellent residual control of tough weeds, including kochia, mare's tail, prickly lettuce, dandelion, plus suppression of bromes. Proactive, effective weed resistance management starts in the fall. Get a clean start for your next season with Valor Herbicide Brands. Always read and follow label directions. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton studio today, talking about higher yields in corn. How do we get higher yielding crops? And Brian talked about drainage and how important that is internal drainage in the soil leading to better soil health, more air in the soil, deeper roots, all those things are great. Uh, but then he also mentioned fertility balance and getting nutrients out there that can benefit your crop at levels that can help your crop yield well. That's really important. That's one thing to think about as you're getting higher yields, your crop will need more nutrition. So you definitely want to pay attention to that. Uh, one other thing, Brian, I guess if you could touch on this for just a minute, we talk about the importance of weed control in soybeans a lot. We talk about three pre's ahead of soybeans, and man, if that made a difference. How about in corn? What do you see for pre's in corn? How big a deal is it, and what's a good strategy to use? Well, first of all, I would just say if you're raising conventional corn or non-roundup corn, however you want to call that, use a full rate of a group 15 and that's probably all you need because the advantage in corn that we have is we have fantastic post-emerge weed killers we have status we have the hvpds and you can throw atrazine with either of those so i'm not that worried about stuff post-emerge but we got to get the grass and got to get it early otherwise it really hurts our yield in conventional corn in roundup corn most people are using some kind of combination whether it's sure start triple flex verdict where they have a reduced rate of a group 15. So in other words, the grass control is okay, but okay is good enough in Roundup corn because you get a cheap rescue option. So you follow with Roundup and whatever, HPPD or something, it doesn't cost very much money post-emerge. So in terms of weeds in corn, most guys I think are doing a pretty decent job. And the great thing with corn is it can choke out a lot of weeds because it grows so tall so fast. So I mean, don't get me wrong, weed control is really important in any crop if you want to have good yield, but it's not something where I look at 
most farmers and say, ooh, there's a big problem here, and we got to make a change. Most guys, I think, are doing pretty well. Well, that's good, and I agree with you, especially on the broadleaf weeds. We're, for the most part, making progress out there in our crop rotation. In the corn acre, we can really attack something like pigweed, for example, but some of these grass species, I'm, I'm definitely seeing some fields out there of Roundup Ready corn where we just aren't doing a good enough job on the grasses. True. And grass can really hurt your yield, especially in corn, because corn is a grass. Yeah, being a grass crop, you're right. And killing a grass weed in a grass crop is is certainly a challenge. So uh, we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about weed control, talk about other things too here. We're, we're discussing tips for higher yields in corn. Uh, certainly a lot of different areas that you can focus on in corn production. So we'll we'll discuss those. We'll be taking your calls and questions. Again, 844-44-AG-PHD. Or you can always email us, radio at agphd.com. When it comes to insects, that's probably another area that we've had a lot of questions about last year. There are a lot of, there's a lot of yield lost due to rootworm pressure and other insects. Now, I've certainly seen an uptick in demand for rootworm bt corn hybrids we've seen an uptick in demand for insecticide but there hasn't been a lot of change in this industry other than uh we'll talk a little bit about the new smart stacks pro there's a new trait that's out in terms of insecticides boy it's it's a, a lot of these products have been out well really all of these products have been out for quite a while we're seeing some different combinations of of different active ingredients, but it's something where you get one shot at, at a problem like corn rootworm. If you don't do something at planting time, you, you're just going to miss the boat. We'll dive into that a little bit more as the show goes on, but we got John Parrish on with us right now with Sound Ag to talk a little bit. How you doing, John? Good. Thanks for having me, guys. You know, Brian was talking about soil health earlier and about getting the right balance of nutrition into the crop. I mean, there there are just a lot of big things here with corn that all have to go your way if you want to get big yields. Correct. That is right. So where do you start, John? You get a lot of questions around this, Where you know, whether it's corn or other crops, if you're trying to get high yields, what are, what are some of the foundational things you should know? And, and what do you talk about at Sound Egg? How do you contribute to that? Yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll kind of start out here how how I would start this conversation. I think it all starts with um, getting your planter set right. You know, getting that seed seed set correctly in the soil and making sure that your your optimal depth. Um, you know, and you're you're getting even even emergence. And, and really, I think that's going to give you that that backbone to get get started with. Um, you know, your optimal year, your, your highest potential at that point. And that's about all I'd have to say about that. And coming into um, the fertility, I guess, be the next next option. So making sure, again, that you're getting your planting correctly because you want to give yourself the optimal emergency, optimal stand. But then you can look at your fertility. And then you start diving into there and start thinking about um, really what, do, what does that crop need? Um, from a recommendation standpoint, what can my soil provide? Um, what what other instances or aspects of of that soil there can help provide more nutrition to those plants? Um, <clears throat> so everybody kind of hits on nitrogen, and at some point, I think we got to realize that realize that nitrogen 
may not be our limiting factor anymore and we, we should start looking at other stuff. So I'd, I'd really tell guys to venture into the micros. I know a lot of guys are, but start looking at those, seeing what we can um, get out of them. Um, but also looking at split applications of stuff. Uh, for, for an instance, you know, I've got a few, a few recommendations I made a few years ago that, um, split, split applying our nitrogen, having about 70 to hundred pounds of nitrogen on at planting and then coming in side dressing with a nitrogen to sulfur ratio of, of actually an eight to one instead of the 10 to one actually gave us a, a yield bump, which was, which was quite interesting. And I'm not hundred percent sure why, but something in the soil balance really, really drove that one. So that was kind of an interesting aspect there to look at, but that took a couple of years to actually dive into, to see where we were going. So we're seeing a lot more guys um, doing that, John, that, that are, that are putting on a higher percentage of sulfur in that blend, whether it's yep. using ammonium sulfate as part of their nitrogen source, or just adding a different sulfur source to a nitrogen application. And man, it, it's been paying dividends, not just in corn, but in other crops too. It seems like we're running short yep. of sulfur in a pretty broad area across North America. I'm glad you I'm glad you said that because I like I said I I found it on on one guy's field and I was like this is this is interesting to start playing with it but but no that's that's good to hear across the board then so but yeah um, with that I guess kind of where I was going with that as well is is looking more at um, the the whole crop removal what you're taking out in that biomass as well as that uh, grain. Because a lot of times our recommendations are replacing what the grain removes because we're expecting that biomass to return it. And we don't always get that release at the correct time. Um, now, this is kind of where where what sound is is maybe in the place to help with is helping that release because we get those microbes to start working and that type of stuff. So also keeping your soil healthy to help these microbes or, or soil, you know, life recycle your nutrients, your residue and all that back to your crop. So it can actually take it up in a timely manner, um, manner is, is going to be optimal to, to helping you push your yields and getting the, the most out of that crop for that season. Yeah, you think about that, how many nutrients are tied up in Stover, and I know sometimes we think about it just as trash. Uh, it it can get in the way, don't get me wrong, it definitely can get in the way of your first point of even emergence and getting every seed yep. dropped in just right where you want it, but by the same token, there are nutrients there too, and if we can break down the, that residue, release the nutrients for our crop a little bit faster, it can certainly result in more yields on the farm. Hey, great stuff, John, lots of different points there really appreciate it. it's a great way to start off the show talking uh, on getting higher yields in corn thank you so much for being on yeah yeah thank you guys if you guys want to hear more you can find more at sound.ag um, we actually got a topic about this on our blog channel so excellent yeah there's lots of good info out there sound.ag would be another spot to grab some hey thanks john stay tuned we'll be right back 
What does it feel like to get all for none? How does all the Thanksgiving turkey with none of the cooking sound? All your football team's highlights with none of the timeouts. We'll do you one better. What about all the benefits of a new Farmall utility tractor with none of the finance cost? Welcome to Farmall A-Days. For a limited time only, gain 0% financing for 48 months or a cashback offer when you invest in select Farmalls this holiday season. There's a reason they call it a Farmall and not a Farm None. Visit caseih.com slash offers to learn more about these special offers running now through December 31st. The value of your farm building is in its ability to protect what's stored inside. That's why Morton Buildings ensures that every machine storage and insulated workshop we build will provide superior strength and durability. As a 100% employee-owned company, we're all committed to being the industry leader with a focus on innovation, service, quality, and most importantly, customer satisfaction. To get started on your next project, please visit mortonbuildings.com. How can natural products help you raise bigger and better crops? I'm Darren Hefty. In recent years, natural products have exploded onto the market, claiming to improve soil health and plant development. There's a lot to sort through. That's why we're devoting a full day to our Ag PhD Naturals Workshop. It's Thursday, January 12th at the Morton Center near Baltic, South Dakota. Our research team has spent years testing hundreds of natural products, and we want to share with you what we've learned. For more about this free event, go to agphd.com. This is Stormy Fields with your weather forecast. Today calls for a high of 68 degrees with sunny skies and not a cloud in sight. Planting windows can close fast, so when you need both speed and accuracy, choose John Deere. Our exact eMERGE planters and precision ag technologies give you precise seed placement for uniform emergence and the efficiency you need to gain ground. See what you have to gain at johndeere.com slash gain ground. Go long for season-long foliar disease protection that starts at plant. Only Zyway brand fungicides from FMC provide season-long foliar disease protection from the start. Active ingredient flutriafol moves through your corn plants as they grow for inside-out protection from roots to tassel. Growers and retailers are sharing their Zyway brand fungicide success stories at zyway.ag.fmc.com. Always read and follow all label directions. CNB has a sale for you this holiday season. Save 25% on Real Tractors or Green merchandise now through December 23rd. These products promote sustainability in ag by giving back to local programs, so get some under your Christmas tree. Go to realtractorsorgreen.com and check out with promo code CNB25. Get your planter ready for spring with Germinator Closing Wheels from Farm Shop MFG. When you buy 12 rows or more, get free shipping or 20% off an end zone bin system. So call Farm Shop MFG today at 712-520-6051. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton studio today, talking about one of our favorite topics, how to get higher yields. <laughs> I want to make more money on the farm. I want to raise big yields. I want to get more yield than my dad used to get, those kinds of things. I was just talking to a farmer I've worked with for a long time today, and he said, yep, I told my son, if he can get 300 bushel corn and 100 bushel beans on the farm, I'll hang it up. Now that, man, that's some pretty good incentive. You know, we can <laughs> we could probably get... Uh, some higher yields on our farm. If we really push, if that's what it means to, hey, you want to take over the operation? Here's what you got to do. I like having a goal. Uh, I got Zach Trower on with us right now with Syngenta. Zach, is it that easy? We just got to get a little higher yield and we can be the boss. 
I wish it was that easy, but uh, Mother Nature always seems to stand in the way of that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of hurdles in trying to, to increase yields. But, you know, there are some controllables that we can do, and certainly Syngenta's got a lot of tools, whether it's traits or hybrids or, you know, pest management, those kinds of things out in crops. What are some of the things, I guess, that you would say you see the good growers doing that maybe it'd be nice if more farmers would start trying to do a few few of these things? Yeah, you know, I, I work with a whole variety of growers, and, you know, the ones that I see really shooting for those high yields, those, you know, that really progressive, really latching onto new technology, the one thing that they all have in common is they really do the basics right. You know, they're, they're doing that fertility management correctly. They're, they're really working with their seed folks to make sure they're getting the right hybrids. But most importantly, after they made that investment, they choose to protect it the right way, and that's making sure we're not competing with weeds or diseases or insects throughout that season. You know, I think about timing too, Zach, and when you talk about all those things, hey, I can have the greatest weed control tool there is, but if I don't apply it on time, I'm just not going to get the kind of control that I want. And certainly with bugs, boy, if you just miss it and you're gone fishing for a couple of weeks and you come back and, oh no, <laughs> I should have sprayed for the bugs before I left. Now they're even worse. Uh, you can lose so much yield so fast. Yeah, you know, the the, the thing, you know, I, I'm, I'm really big into weed science. That's my favorite. You know, weed science is one of those things that we always judge our, our success with weed control by how a field looks like at the end of the year. Are all the weeds gone? But I think when you really start looking at it, when we're shooting for higher yields, we cannot let those weeds compete, right? And that, that really comes down to timing. Is it, did we delay our, our application a little bit longer than we should have? We let those weeds come up. We can't just forget, yeah, weeds are ugly in fields, but they're stealing things. You know, water, which in the Midwest was really valuable this year. We were, even in Iowa, we were under a pretty severe drought for a lot of it. Uh, they're stealing nutrients. You know, that's a huge thing. If you get Mother Nature cooperates and you get all those right conditions to grow that high-yielding corn, but you let the weeds compete and steal that nutrients, you got the weather, but maybe you don't got the food to feed that plant, right? So um, weed control is always one of those things that I think is it's becoming the most challenging. But when you do it right, that's where you can really unlock a lot of that yield potential. You're exactly right there. But I don't think I could say it any better than that, Zach. You're, you're 100% on the money. We, we want to unlock all that yield potential because we know if we had perfect conditions, we know we can get at least 600 bushels out of these corn hybrids because, hey, that's the world record. It's over 600 bushel corn. So we know there's that kind of potential in the genetics. What are we doing? What kind of problems can we eliminate in the fields, whether it's weeds, insects, diseases, all those things? If we can't control the water, we got to stop everything else that's going to make our crop an inefficient user of water and adding more stress to it. Now, talking with Zach Trower here with Syngenta. Zach, thank you so much. Really appreciate having you on. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Got Dan Kohler on with us right now. He's with DeKalb Asgrow. Uh, Dan, Zach made a lot of points there, and, and certainly there's quite a few little things, seemingly little things, that you got to check off the list to, to make sure that you get in place if you want to have high yields. Otherwise, something easy like even planting depth can completely throw you off. Uh, I know you got a lot of experience being out in the field looking at some of these things to, to help with higher yields. So thanks for joining us on the show today. Hey, no problem. Glad to be on today. Thank you. 
All right. So when it comes to higher yields in corn, I mean, I think a lot of folks say, okay, I understand. I got to do some work on my planter and have that right. And I understand I got to put a pre-emerge herbicide out and those kinds of things to make sure I don't have weeds. What are some things you think that we miss or that we don't really understand how big a deal it is? Well, yeah, I think there's a lot of prerequisites that you just, uh, I guess you expect that certain guys take care of certain things. But, uh, you know, from the seed side, you know, I work for DeKalb Asgrow. I think growers maybe just purchase their seed and then they forget about it and until it's time to put it in the planter and go. And I think, you know, especially during the months of January and February, it'd be a good time for them to sit down with their local agronomist or their seed dealer and actually position the products on the right field. I think that might be one um, thing that gets missed. You know, you want to be looking for stable, high-yielding products, um, but then, you know, what is, you know, different management, things like rotation. You know, what products are better, you know, on that corn-on-corn acre, and it might be agronomic characteristics, it might be traits that you need to be talking about. You know, for uh, lighter soils, it may be drought tolerance. For some of your heavier soils, it's emergence and, you know, is there some tolerance of serum crown rot and certain diseases like that? You know, those are some things I think that might get missed. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of those little details that uh, we often tell growers, our, our best recommendation is plant a lot of different hybrids. Spread your risk out. If you don't know every one of those details, great. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. You don't want that one wacky thing. Like you mentioned fusarium crown rot that... We just haven't had a problem with that. And then two years ago, bam, it, it hit so many acres and guys are like, what is this? How, how does this happen? And just had the right weather conditions and, and a susceptible hybrid. Yeah, you know, and you mentioned plant a lot of different hybrids. I always recommend growers should plant four to six different hybrids across their acres. And even if they are all corn, soybean rotation, you know, that them four to six hybrids, they probably should have a mix of uh, traits, you know, just above ground traits, and then mix in some maybe above and below ground traits to help, you know, manage the corn rootworm because, you know, extended diapause, we can still have issues with rootworm in that rotation. Then on your corn on corn acres, you know, we've seen an influx in, or an increase in the populations of corn rootworm. And, you know, at Bayer and DeKalb, we do have the, the new Smart Stacks Pro trait where we get that new RNAi mode of action in there. So, you know, for the growers that have long-term continuous corn, they're going to want to take a look at some of them Smart Stacks Pro hybrids. And one that, you know, we're really pushing is that DKC 107-33. That's a solid 107-day product that'll give you that new mode of action for those high-pressure corn rootworm acres. Well, I'm excited about Smart Stacks Pro, just having another option, some more help against this tough pest. And then I think about things like tar spot that guys are talking about a lot of, man, here's another tough disease. I know that the breeders are working on that one. I know in a few years we'll have great improvements in hybrids, but there are some subtle differences between them. The biggest thing I've seen, and tell me what you've seen, Zach, is the timing of that fungicide application. If guys get it out there before we have the infection and come back with another application three weeks later, you know, we've seen products like Delaro Complete and and others just do an excellent job protecting against tar spot. Yeah, no, I agree. So tar spot, you know, the one good thing about that disease is it is a fungal disease, and uh, we have some good uh, fungicides, like you said, uh, Delaro Complete, that can manage this disease. So, you know, if you're not already using a fungicide, you want to consider using a fungicide, you know, if you're worried 
um, about tar spot, you know, timing, you know, you know, academics and everyone I've talked to that's doing work on it, you know, that VT to R1, you know, should be the application that, you know, that your first application and you get about three weeks residual um, from that product. And then if the environment um, is right for, you know, tar spot and you're out scouting and we continue to see tar spot um, increase, you know, then you want to, you know, pull the trigger on that second application, you know, around that R3, maybe early, early R4 stage. Yeah, there's a lot of things to think about. And, you know, sometimes some of these challenges come up in your crop that you haven't fought before. Talk to an expert about them. Talk to other people who uh, in the industry who have experienced these things. We're talking to one of those guys, Dan Kohler, that's been around and seen a few things out in cornfields. Dan, we really appreciate the tips today. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for being on. Yeah, likewise. Thank you. Listening to Ag PhD Radio. We'll be right back after this. Get more durability for less downtime with Soil Warrior Strip Tillage from Environmental Tillage Systems. Improve fertilizer efficiency and reduce passes and fuel usage. Now that's ROI. Learn more about ETS at SoilWarrior.com. Get maximum spray drift control with Pentair Hypro Ultra Low Drift Max Nozzles, the ideal nozzle for dicamba and 240 applications, providing up to 95% drift reduction. Ensure you get the best coverage on hard-to-hit targets. Learn more at Pentair.com Hypro. Pasture spraying season is upon us, and your spray window may be longer than you realize. Many weeds like musk thistle and Canada thistle are still able to be controlled after a few light frosts. If you've got some ground that's losing productivity to invasive weeds, turn to proven answers like Weedmaster and Burnmaster from New Farm. Go to newfarm.com forward slash US crop to learn more. If you understood everything on a soil test and could make your own fertility plan, you think you could cut your farm's fertilizer expenses? Maybe you could increase your yields. Why not both? I'm Darren Hefty. We want to empower you to make your own fertility decisions. That's why we're devoting two full days to our Ag PhD Soils Clinic this year, January 10th and 11th at the Morton Center on our farm near Baltic, South Dakota. This could be the two most important days you spend in your farming career, and it's free. So register now at agphd.com. It changes everything. So says Indiana corn grower Nathan Davis about innovative Zyway LFR fungicide from FMC. Zyway brand fungicides are the first and only at-plant corn fungicides to provide unprecedented, season-long, inside-out foliar disease protection. Discover more grower and retailer success stories at zyway.ag.fmc.com. Always read and follow all label directions. My mom's got a new case IH tractor and it can do it all. Bail hay all day. See in the dark with its powerful LED lights. Hook up all the implements. Ship like a race car? Steer with ease. And it can also cool my juice box. Yeah, her case IH tractor can do everything she needs it to. Looking for a tractor that can do it all? Check out caseih.com. You can count on AgroLiquid for precision crop nutrition. When you don't get all your potash down in the fall, when weather or market prices change your management strategy, 
or when you want to balance your fertilizer program with micronutrients. AgroLiquid is ready with the products and application flexibility you want for in-season crop nutrition and the research-proven results you need. AgroLiquid. Apply less. Expect more. Find a retailer at agroliquid.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio, talking about tips for higher yields in corn and taking your calls and agronomic questions at 844-44-AG-PHD. You can always email us as well, radio at agphd.com. All right, let's get back to the phone lines. We've got Bill Verbaden with us right now with FMC. How you doing today, Bill? Can't complain. Life is good. Yourself? Well, I tell you what, uh, we're pretty happy with what kind of corn yield we had, even in a drought last year. So I know there's a few things we've learned that we've put into practice, but we still don't have it all figured out. So we're looking for some more tips. Now, one new tool that we've had in the tool belt has been Zyway fungicide. Uh, And I don't know if that was on your list of things you wanted to talk about today, but talk to us a little about that one. What have you seen? It's been out for a couple of years. Uh, Certainly, it's really growing in usage. Uh, I don't know how many acres you sold last year. I know it was way over a million acres, and demand is up even more this year from what we're hearing from growers. So what's going on with that one, and, uh, and what are you doing? What other tips have you got for higher yields in corn? Yeah, I mean, Zyway fungicide, both in the LFR and in the uh, Thrice 3D formulations, it is can, uh, one of our highest growth products year over year um, that um, is getting out on acres. And it's it's been really nice for growers to have that option of season-long protection for a variety of diseases, especially gray leaf spot and northern corn leaf blight, and having suppression of, you know, many others along with uh, some stock rots. And so really having that cradle-to-grave protection um, whether it's diseases, weeds, or insects, um, really is key and al- along with, uh, you know, feeding the crop all season long. I mean, corn's only going to grow as much as you allow it on the nutrition side. But uh, outside of the disease piece, I'd I'd say Steward EC has probably been our biggest growth insecticide in corn for corn rootworm adults. Out west, it was been used for a long time, and as we've had rootworm concerns move further east, um, that's another one I'm really excited to continue to get out on the acre at 10 fluid ounces. We've seen four weeks of residual control for corn rootworm adults, and that's um, that's huge, especially when you have you know all of the traits that are coming into the market to try to you know work with those traits to be an IPM um, story along with a uh, an effective soil applied insecticide. Um, such as in our case, Capture or Ethos. Um, you can pair all three of those together, Steward on the you know, end of the season foliar with an effective trait, and then you throw in a really good soil applied insecticide. We can reduce the larval load and hopefully keep all those tools in the toolbox for a long time. All right, just a real quick question for you here, and I'm glad you brought up Steward. The thing I'm most excited about is it's not a pyrethroid. <laughs> we have something different exactly. out there, but compare it to the pyrethroid pyrethroid because a lot of guys would say well i'd use mustang max that'll kill them well it will but what's different about steward that offers some more value well and and i'm glad you brought out the pyrethroids because really it um it it kind of has the opposite effect you know pyrethroids when they work the bugs they twitch and they die really quickly and it's kind of like throwing the floodgates open in the springtime you know the water goes down the stream but how in doxacarb which is the active in steward 
that works by slamming those sodium channels shut. And so it's more like the dam that builds up behind, um, or the lake that builds up behind the dam, rather. And so um, that, while you're not going to see the bugs twitch and die right away, they'll be drunk for a couple of days. And uh, I call it the steward shuffle, so to speak. And um, it kills both by contact and by residual control because the endoxicarb, the steward, it sticks to the wax. So if they nibble on the leaves, they nibble on the silks for up to four weeks at the 10-ounce rate, um, that's how um, it kills the adult rootworms. And so it's really a nice complement um, to the pyrethroids in the portfolio because you'd have to spray a pyrethroid three or four times to have the same uh, length of control compared to Stewart EC at 10 ounces. Yeah, it's fun when we have advanced tools that take us forward that offer more value. And I know a lot of times as farmers, we're looking at, ah, oh, I got to try and keep my costs down. It's not all about keeping the cost down. It's about getting a great return on investment. Man, you think about just adding one or two more bushels of corn, how much that's worth today. It's worth a ton. I've been talking with Bill Verbaten here with FMC. Bill, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you much. You have a Merry Christmas as well. Got Chris Shank with us right now with Case IH. And Chris, uh, we got harvest wrapped up. <laughs> that's that's one thing. We got to put last year's crop to bed. Uh, but now uh, getting done with harvest, we're starting to plan for next year and want to raise the best corn we can. Uh, what are some tips you got for us and things we should be thinking about? Yeah, our harvest is wrapped up. Tillage, I hope, is wrapped up for everybody for fall. It's really about looking at what we have on the harvest map and so on, looking looking how our yield did, what our trials did for the year, varieties, tracking, so on, and how we can start planning for that important planter pass next spring. Um, some things to start looking at, your high yielding areas versus low, getting the prescriptions set up, um, then we can roll right into what we want to do yet for assessment on our residue that's out in the field, how we're going to do that spring tillage pass as well, setting that up so the planter can come through. Uh, Planter-wise, are we ready for all the maintenance parts on that planter? Is it set up? Are, are we happy with what we have right now? Do we need to make changes and tweaks and things of that nature? Yeah, there there are a lot of things we can look at right now, and we got all the shop time to to look at the equipment that we've got to make sure we're doing the best job we can with it, and start thinking about well, man, what what do I need? What are the things that are hey, we we need an upgrade here or there on the farm? I know for us, sometimes that's a little spendy, Chris. It'd sure be nice if equipment was free, uh, but <laughs> but I know it's not. It's an investment, just like the other crop inputs that we've got. If we can do a better job out there, we can get higher yields. Exactly. So we need to pay attention to what is making us money and see if we can enhance that farther. Um, and, it, and it could be something as simple as how we're, how we're getting the planter ready, you know, paying attention to where items, if we're getting one row unit doesn't look like it was performing or one row of corn wasn't performing the way the rest of the field was, it's specific to that, typically to that row unit then. Do we have something that's worn out there that we need to replace? Checking our opener discs, uh, 2000 series planter, we're looking at opener discs maintaining at 15 inches when they're worn down a half inch or 14 and a half, we need to replace them. 
or if they're if they're still in good shape are they shimmed up correctly you know so that they are creating that trench the way it needs to be our gauge wheels in good conditions the pivots things of that nature taking our meters out inspecting those possibly putting them on a stand and running them to see if they're they're performing optimally you know here's one thing chris that i know we've had to step up on our farm is we would see oh okay those discs are worn down but they're still within spec so we could still go but that's not really taken into consideration man we're going to run a uh, two or three thousand acres through this thing this year by the end of that they're not going to be within spec anymore we may have to have a stop mid-season to replace some of these parts and i know as farm operations have gotten bigger that's something that's a little different guys were used to well we fixed it up at the start of the season and we were good but some of these replaceable parts we might have to look at at adjusting them in season as well exactly yeah so that's a that's a management decision for each individual farm. Do do I want to start the season off perfect? Do I want to start off and then maintain partway through, and so on? Uh, definitely, either way, want to plan to have those parts on hand ahead of time, um, making sure that if something does go wrong there, I can replace as soon as possible and get that planter running again out in the field. Um, same. Same thing with moving back to closing system. Do I have adequate pressure there? Um, 2000 series planters, we look at air filters on the air compressor as well. Do I need to change out those, blow them out? Inductor boxes for the uh, bulk fill. Do I have all my screens cleaned out? Am I ready to go there? See, Chris, you're taking up you're taking up all my snow days here, where I wanted to do nothing. There's more things to think about in the shop than than a lot of times a, a guy gives credit to. Uh, that's why we got you on the show today. We got Chris Shank on here with Case IH. Chris, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you and your family. I uh, really appreciate having you on the show today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's smart to make the right agronomic choices, and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them. With the Bayer Plus Rewards Program, you earn cash back on seed, herbicides, and other eligible products. And it keeps getting smarter, because now you can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus Rewards. Visit MyBayerPlus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details. Farmers come to Commodity Classic from every state and beyond. I'm a farmer from Lexington, Tennessee. Brackenridge, Michigan. Finley, North Dakota. We're farmers, farmers from, from Elverson, Pennsylvania. Cope, Colorado. Northeast Arkansas. I'm a teacher from Glenview, Illinois. We are corn and soybean farmers from Allegan, Michigan, and we want to see you at Commodity Classic. Join us in Orlando as we're preparing for the next generation, March 9th through 11th, 2023. Learn more at commodityclassic.com. Get the most out of every acre of your farm by attending Ag PhD's workshops and clinics this winter. I'm Darren Hefty. My brother Brian and I are hosting several free workshops throughout January and February with seven full days of events on the docket, including agronomy workshops in corn, soybeans, and wheat, a tiling clinic, two days dedicated to soils, plus a whole day devoted to natural and biological products. We have a lot of great information that we can't wait to share. And best of all, these events are free. Register today at agphd.com. 
Are you combining around weed patches, waiting for weeds to dry down, or tired of spring burndown failures? Save time, nutrients, and moisture by including a Valor herbicide brand in your fall burndown program. Valor provides excellent residual control of tough weeds, including kochia, mare's tail, prickly lettuce, dandelion, plus suppression of bromes. Proactive, effective weed resistance management starts in the fall. Get a clean start for your next season with Valor Herbicide Brands. Always read and follow label directions. At Corteva AgriScience, we want to keep farms healthy and productive, today and tomorrow. That's why we're investing in a robust pipeline of naturally derived biologicals. Meet Nutrition and Nutrient Efficiency Optimizer. It's a sustainable nitrogen fixation product that facilitates crop growth and optimizes yield potential. With the fluctuation in fertilizer prices, Utricia N is a reliable solution. It can be used alongside your traditional nitrogen program to enhance your ROI this year. For more information, visit Corteva.us. What does it feel like to get all for none? How does all the Thanksgiving turkey with none of the cooking sound? All your football team's highlights with none of the timeouts? We'll do you one better. What about all the benefits of a new Farmall utility tractor with none of the finance cost? Welcome to Farmall A-Days. For a limited time only, gain 0% financing for 48 months or a cashback offer when you invest in select Farmalls this holiday season. There's a reason they call it a Farmall and not a Farm None. Visit caseih.com slash offers to learn more about these special offers running now through December 31st. Back, you're listening to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton studio today. Man, we're getting into the Christmas spirit here, and uh, one of the things that we're talking about is higher yields in corn. And I tell my kids, you know, if I do a better job on the crops, could get better Christmas gifts. You never know. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, it is kind of fun, though, uh, trying to get better on the farm. And we're always looking at, well, what can we do? What can we tweak? Uh, one of the guys we like to talk to is Tony Wendler with Farm Shop MFG. Tony's a farmer as well, but uh, also has developed some pretty cool products to, to help you raise some better yields and take care of that grain once you do. Tony, thanks for joining us today. Hey, good afternoon, Darren. Uh, so you slid into the office. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I've been sliding around the last couple of days uh, doing some meetings uh, around the area, just talking with guys, getting prepared for this year. And we just had Chris Shank on with, with uh, Case IH, and he was talking about opening the furrow and doing a great job with that. You talk a lot about closing and how, okay, it's one thing, open up that furrow, drop the seed in, but getting the right seed to soil contact, uh, getting things closed up well and evenly and treating every seed the right way in varying soil conditions. Uh, that's not easy. I know it's one of the challenges you've taken on. I always like to think, you know, um, particularly with our product, but uh, the last thing that you're going to do to impact that uh, seed is close that furrow properly, squeeze all the air out, maximize your seed to soil contact. Uh, one of the things that we've become known for is that firm vein we create down there in the seed zone and the enhancing of uh, out in the dry conditions we've seen in the West, wicking moisture up, uh, there are just so many ways to impact that seed and get it favorable. And, and it, you talk to him too. It's surprising how often people don't get out of that seat and they come back and find themselves disappointed a week or two later because the furrows aren't closed and their emergence is uneven or gaps of uh, seeds that didn't emerge because the furrow dried out. Uh, it's so 
getting the, the last thing you're going to do with that planter pass, close that furrow properly, and then go back and inspect it. Make sure you did it. And the variety of conditions that you're talking about, you can't just look at uh, every time you start in a field, you need to take a look. As you go through some different soil types or different conditions up over a hill, uh, maybe from a conventional till you've moved into some a uh, little more trash, make sure wherever you're at that you're getting that job done because it pays premium to do it right. And uh, it's it's really disappointing. You spent a lot of money to get to that uh, that point, and then you do it incorrectly, and uh, the poor stand costs you. Yeah. And that would have just, a few minutes you could have maybe adjusted something and saved a lot. Well, you know, Tony, and this this brings up a good point because I know our dad, uh, and he passed away here a few years ago, but dad, dad would always talk about this when he was planting. He's like, man, I don't want, because Brandon and I would say, hey, we need to add this on. We need to do this and we need to do that. And he's like, guys, I don't want anything that's going to slow me down. But the way we looked at it is you only get one shot to do this right. And take the time, go around the machine, double check stuff as you go, because you're always going to end up hitting a rock or, uh, you know, something you, you're pulling fast through a lot of soils. There's, there's something that's going to throw things out of adjustment and then you need to tighten things up or adjust them back a little bit. And man, if you miss that, you're going to get over a lot of acres again before you catch it. Exactly correct. And the number of rows we put on these machines now, uh, there's so many things go back and, and inspect each one. You know, I'm as guilty as anybody. A few years back, I had a, uh, another farmer tell me that uh, he goes back and makes sure every one of his closing wheel systems is centered on the furrow. And uh, I did a really good job setting it up once and uh, never looked at it again. And after he told me that, I went back and looked and I had three rows that were out of alignment. Uh, so it's, and his comment was every time you drive through a gate with these uh, planters that fold forward, if you drag a row, and that often happens, just the crowning of a uh, a drive through in a the fence row, uh, it can knock it out of adjustment. And um, turned out I was guilty, as charged. And uh, I've gone back and looked ever since he told me that. And occasionally you'll find one. Yep. So it's look at look at the detail and uh like you were saying it's your last chance uh to get that good crop after you're uh planting it yeah there's a lot of little things that go into raising corn and to raise higher yielding corn if you if we can just fix some of these controllable things that oh man i wasn't fussy enough about this or my timing wasn't right on that or i i pushed it i should have waited one more day before i planted all those things don't cost any money they just take a little bit of focus and i i say this too tony i like keeping notes and if I've got notes and I actually look back at, okay, what were my notes during last year at this time? Uh, what I don't want to forget anything that I learned from last year's lessons. That that often helps a lot, too. That's a really good point. That's an exceptionally good point uh, to uh, go well, back see, and remind See, Tony, it's, we should just do the show together. We, we don't need Brian here. Brian would have said, yeah, yeah, whatever, Darren. And <laughs> I, like, I like you, Tony. You're like, man, that's a great yeah. point, Darren. Now, hey, going back and reviewing is is uh, really good. And uh, as it turns out, uh, my memory's not as good as it used to be. 
the uh, I I don't forget, but I just don't always remember at the most optim- optimal time. But it's a year. It's a year in the past. I mean, even to think back to last planting season. I mean, we got done in the very early part of May. Well, that's seven months ago now. And by the time we're running that planter again, it's it's eleven or maybe twelve months since the last time we did. It's hard to remember stuff in farming, and we think, oh, I've been farming for thirty years or fifty years or whatever. Yeah, but the last time you did this particular job was a year ago. So it's not like you just did it yesterday. And there are a few little details every year that that go missed. And uh, honestly, that's why I want to do the show today, just to, to kind of remember those things, refresh those things. As guys are making decisions here at the end of the year, making crop plans going into next year. Uh, and we got uh, some great guests on the show today. Like we've been talking here with Tony Wendler with Farm Shop MFG. Uh, Tony, uh, where can we find more details about the Germinator closing wheels and, and the other things you're doing? You guys, can, they can give me a call. You can, you can call myself, 712-219-0148, or visit us at our website, farmshopmfg.com. And I, I want to throw out one other quick comment that you kind of got my brain thinking about. I'm a pilot. And you know what we need to develop as farmers? Uh, and I talk about this with different things. As a pilot, before we take off, we have a checklist we go through. And we review the fundamentals, and some of them are so basic, it's incredible. But you go through in an organized fashion, and you verify everything that uh, might be a minor component. And uh, it's important for the outcome of taking off and returning safely. Same thing here. Those few uh, seconds that you put into reviewing things can have big implications on your production for uh, 2023. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Great, great points there. Tony, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you so much for being on. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Bye. Talking about higher yields in corn. And as you can tell from, from all the different uh, ideas that we had from our different guests today, there are just a lot of things to focus on. It doesn't have to be that bad, but the biggest thing for me is just having pen and paper and writing it down. You could do it electronically too, but just make some notes and go field by field and think about what were my challenges in this field? Hey, you know what? I really have to worry about rootworm there. Or, hey, you know what? The last time I had corn here, I had a standability issue in that part of the field. Uh, Start looking at all those things and then also look through all your yield data from this fall. I've been talking to a lot of farmers here just over the last couple of weeks and I keep asking guys, okay, what have you done with your yield maps? And most guys have done nothing. And I think there are a lot of lessons out there to learn with what happened last year in your fields. And not that next year is going to be exactly like 2022 was, but you got to learn the lessons from 2022 and then bring those forward. So do spend a little bit of time. Think about what you did last year. Talk to other people that worked on your farm and say, okay, what did you guys pick up last year? What are some things that you thought, you know what, we could have done better at this? And you'll be surprised how many great ideas you come up with. And many of them don't cost a thing. So you can implement them pretty easily. And they're certainly going to add to your bottom line. Well, thanks for listening to our program today. We love talking about doing better on the farm. Of course, if you have specific questions for your farm, you can always send us an email, radio at agphd.com. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to join us each weekday for more Ag PhD Radio.